tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and those who don't identify as either, you are listening to Ratchet and Respectable with Demetria L. Lucas. Y'all, it has been a week. Since last Monday, I've been hosting the second group of travelers for See Some World. This group was 18 women. And in addition to that, my parents are in town. The travelers came on Monday. My parents came on Tuesday. The travelers left last night, Monday night, and then my parents are still here. They leave tonight. So I have been going nonstop. I haven't even been able to update my Instagram with pictures or video from the trip. I've just been non-stop for the last week. I was actually supposed to get on a plane in a couple days and go to Liberia and I had to delay my trip because I was like, I'm exhausted. I just need to lay in bed for a couple days and do absolutely nothing for a while. I did get a chance to watch Emancipation. We went to Cape Coast the other day. I think I told you about that. We went to do the last bath and then we went to the dungeons and it's a four hour ride to Cape Coast. So on the way back, when everyone was sleeping on the bus, I watched Emancipation. Somehow I had a signal. I didn't have a signal on the way there, but I had one on the way back. I got like a good two hours in before I fell asleep. And then I watched the rest of it when I got back to my hotel room. And I did a quick write-up about it. If you want to read the full review, it's on my social media pages. I'm not going to recap it in full because I already did in writing. I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. It's visually stunning. The whole thing is in like sepia, black and white. I just, there wasn't enough story for me. The idea of the film is there was this really popular photograph of an enslaved man who had been whipped horribly and his back, it's, it's, it's a series of keloids. Clearly they beat the shit out of that man. And I would guess on more than one occasion, and like he was brutally beaten. If you've never seen this photograph, Google whipped Peter. But apparently this photograph was used as propaganda, for lack of a better word, for the abolitionists to underscore the brutality of slavery. So it went what we would now call viral. It's one of the most popular images, I think, of the 19th century. They decided to do a movie about this man's life. The unfortunate, and I guess could have been fortunate for the writers, is not very much is known about this man. So they could have created whatever kind of story that they wanted, and they did. By historical accounts, Peter was an enslaved man on a plantation in Louisiana. In the film, they made the choice to make him Haitian. And I was very confused about that because Will Smith has this, this accent that I couldn't figure out where it came from. When I was researching the film, I read that the character Peter was from Louisiana. And so when Will Smith starts speaking, I'm like, what, what is this accent? And later in the film, it comes out that he's Haitian. I lived in New York forever. A, a bunch of my friends are Haitian. Their mamas and daddies don't sound like that. I've been to Haiti twice. They don't sound like that. 
But I was confused because I was like, how did this man who's currently enslaved in America come from Haiti? Like, what's what's the backstory? And then when I wrote about it on social media, people in the comments were like, oh, because of the Louisiana Purchase. Louisiana and Haiti were once colonies of France. So when the revolution broke out in Haiti, a bunch of slave owners packed up their enslaved people and came to America particularly Louisiana, since it was also a French colony, and they brought all their enslaved people with them. Okay, that makes total sense if the movie had been set in, I don't know, at the absolute latest, 1830. The movie is set in 1863. Will Smith's character in the film is in his 40s, his late 40s. I think the character in the movie was 48. 1863 minus 48... It's 1815. That's when the character would have been born. Haiti has been a free nation since 1804. If the character was born in Haiti, he would have been free. Somehow he ends up enslaved in America. Whatever the backstory is supposed to be. Just tell me something to fill in that hole. I started following this woman on Instagram. She explains this backstory way better than I do. She's a Haitian historian. Her name on Instagram is at B-E-R-T-R-H-U. D-E. She better explains this big historical oversight in the film. And I just, I don't like it when stuff is sloppy like that. I don't think it was a bad film per se. I think not enough happened. I think because it was so beautiful to watch, it probably made me like it more. Every single shot looks like a photograph. And because of the black and white sepia, it really takes you into the time period because you didn't have color photographs yet. It, It really like pulls you in in that sense. It's just not enough story. And then the story that is presented doesn't make a lot of sense. And there's no emotional connection. There was a lot. I still didn't hate it, though. I just, I didn't love it. And apparently a bunch of critics didn't. Because I went on uh, Rotten Tomatoes and I think they're giving the film like a 48%. The audience percentage is like in the 90s. So I was like, oh, okay. Like people are feeling it. I just, I was like, am I like officially a critic now? I mean, technically my title is cultural critics. I guess so. I don't just do film and TV, although I do a lot of reviews of film and TV. But still, that's not the point. The point is, I just didn't love it. Somebody in my comments said, they were like, you know, Will Smith doesn't really do good in biopics. He doesn't really do well playing people that actually existed. And they specifically mentioned Ali. And I was like, is that a thing? A bunch of people liked that comment, too. And I was like, is that a thing? Did people not like Will Smith and Ali? I think it's one of his greatest roles. I love that movie. I laughed. I cried. I had that jolt of electric when you like sometimes watch like big action scenes and like you just get jittery. Yeah, I had no idea. People didn't like Ali. Who knew? I didn't get a chance to watch Harry and Meg. I'm not really sure I want to, to be quite honest with you. I was really, really excited about this documentary. And the part that I saw the first 20 minutes was fine. But then I've just been reading articles about the documentary. Apparently, Megan doesn't come off so well. This is from places that are usually pretty Megan friendly because I know she's a very divisive personality. I I do want to see it at some point, but it's not really high priority for me now. I saw this clip where Megan was talking about how little she knew about being royal. And she was talking about meeting Harry's grandmother, the queen. And she didn't know that she had to curtsy. And I was like, is she an airhead? I'm not even like a big royal follower. I only got into the royals and my only real interest in the royals is the crown 
and whatever Meghan and Harry are doing. I'm not into like the ins and outs of royal protocol. It's just not something that interests me. But I was like, you didn't know you had to curtsy to the Queen of England? Something about that just rubs me the wrong way. And maybe I need to investigate that feeling. I still have like lingering bits of respectability politics. Like I've gotten rid of most of it, but I still have like a small, tiny bit about just basic protocols to just ain't bothering nobody. Just do the goddamn curtsy, lady. And then also, how the fuck did you not know that? Speaking of respectability politics, Kiki Palmer announced on Saturday Night Live, I guess a couple Saturdays ago now, I just forgot to mention it last week. I had it on the list and I just completely overlooked it. But congratulations to Kiki Palmer. She announced that she was pregnant. Folks had been speculating that she was pregnant. I follow her on Instagram. So I was seeing the comments that people were saying she looked pregnant. And I was looking at her face and I was like, she looks fine to me. Like, she looks normal. And then I saw the interview she did with Angela Bassett. Angela Bassett was like, I hear you do like a really great impression of me. Kiki was so embarrassed at first, but then she did it. And it was actually a pretty good impression. But her face looked way fuller than it usually does. Because, you know, we see Kiki like every day. But her face looked super full. And I was like, oh, maybe she is pregnant. Or maybe she's been snacking. Like, either or. But then she announced on Saturday Night Live. She showed her tummy. I was like, ma'am is like a good six months pregnant. I was like, ma'am looks like a good minimum, minimum five months pregnant. I, I could also see six. I would not be surprised if this baby is here by April. But congratulations to Kiki Palmer. It seems to me sometimes like there's a, um, I don't know, like people get a list of talking points about how to respond to, to certain events because so many people were like, oh, I didn't know she was married. I didn't know she was married. I didn't know she was married. And I was like, do you understand how biology works? I mean, it's really nice that people are married before they have a kid. Yes. You don't need to be married to have a child. Also, like we're talking about Kiki Palmer, like she's worth many millions It's not like she's going to be a single mother on the welfare rolls that you can be like, my tax dollars are paying for her baby. No. Or her baby's going to be destitute. Apparently, she has a long-term boyfriend. They're happy. They're in love. They're pregnant. There was some picture of her. I think it was recent. That was circulating. She didn't have on no makeup. She had on glasses. Folks were talking about she didn't look so good. And I was like, you petty motherfuckers. She looks fine. She looks happy. The folks love to complain. But reading the commentary about, oh, she's not married and black women and single mothers and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, um, I need folks to to find a logical position on how they feel about sex and abortion. Particularly, let's start there, because adult folks who are in relationships have sex. Condoms, when used properly, are something like 98% effective. There's always that 2% room for error, right? And of course, there's tons of other kinds of birth control. No method of birth control is 100% effective except abstinence. That's the only way that you are guaranteed not to get pregnant is not to have the sex. I don't understand how people are very much okay with sex, but very not okay with unmarried women getting pregnant and having children, and then also anti-abortion. Like, if you don't think people should have sex, and you're also against unmarried women getting pregnant, and also against abortion, like, at least there's, like, some logic to that train of thought. If you're okay with sex for unmarried women, how logically are you not okay with unmarried women getting pregnant? Because when people fuck, people do get pregnant. Do we all need to have a biology refresher? 
Do I need to have some seventh grade science teacher come on and talk about how a sperm fertilizes an egg? So you're against unmarried women being pregnant, but then you're also against abortion. So like the women who get pregnant, you're you're mad at them for getting pregnant. You're mad at them for having the kid, but you're also mad at the option for them to terminate a pregnancy. What? What? All of this illogical respectability politics is all playing out right now on Kiki Palmer's belly. Kiki better than me because I would have told y'all, fuck y'all and mind your goddamn business a long time ago. I don't care if she put the baby on Saturday Night Live. I don't care if it was a viral moment. Yeah, I'm obviously pregnant. You can't hide it forever. Also in good black news this week, we have to talk about the other part to get to, to the good part. So TJ Holmes and Amy, Amy Robach, are still off the air. Every day before I record the podcast, I Google TJ Holmes' name and then, new, and then click on news to see what comes up. But there was an article in the Daily Mail from yesterday, on Monday. The president of ABC sent out a, a new email about TJ and Amy. They are investigating what happened with them, and they're still going to be off the air for this week. It's speculated, actually, that Amy may come back, but TJ is still on the fence. And apparently they're trying to figure out what that looks like for the optics. Like you keep the blonde white chick, but you fire the black guy. For me, it's not an issue. TJ Holmes dated multiple people in his workplace. He's a sexual harassment HR nightmare. Do I necessarily want to see him fired? I think he's great at his job, but I also think using your workplace as your dating pool while cheating on your wife. Ethically and morally, obviously, these are not great decisions. For ABC to let him go, I, I would understand. I'm not advocating for them to fire him. I'm just saying it wouldn't be a big deal for me. I would get it. Him dating multiple people in the workplace and she didn't changes the stakes. I don't see it as he's being fired for the affair, but she's not. I would say he's being fired because it's on record that he's dated three different people at his workplace. That's a problem to me. ABC is trying to still figure that out. So there are a series of anchors that are replacing TJ and Amy while they're out. And one of them is one of my very favorite humans in the whole wide world, DeMarco Morgan. I love him. We've been friends for about 15 years. I haven't seen him in forever. Shortly after I moved to LA, he did too. I hit up one of my friends, a new friend who I met when I moved to LA. She's actually my lawyer now. But I hit her up and I was like, hey, um, you know, are you doing anything tonight? Do you want to grab a drink? And she was like, actually, one of my friends just moved to LA and we're having a cocktail party for him and we're having a cocktail party for him. You should come through. He's a really cool guy. I'm there and I'm meeting people and we're, you know, chit-chatting or whatever. And, you know, all of a sudden there's an exclamation because the man of the hour has arrived and the mofo was DeMarco. And I was like, this is who you're celebrating? Are you kidding me? He's an absolute sweetheart. He's a really, really nice guy. And yes, I'm completely name dropping right now, but I'm doing it because I'm so incredibly, immensely proud of him. If he is TJ's replacement, it is well earned. I have watched him up close for 15 years or more. How old am I? It's longer than that. Let's not get into those numbers. I've watched him for nearly two decades, put in the work as, as a broadcast journalist and work his way up, hopscotching from city to city to city to build his career. And I think he would be an excellent addition to GMA3. So I'm going to pray on it. If you feel so inclined, you may do the same. Oh, last but not least, LA has a new mayor. It's a black woman, Karen Bass. Full disclosure, she's a friend of the family. But I am immensely happy for her. 
She is both LA's first female mayor and obviously first black woman mayor. She was sworn in yesterday by Vice President Kamala Harris, who's obviously the first woman and the first black woman to be VP. She said her first action as mayor would be to declare a state of emergency on homelessness, which, which much needed. A lot of cities are dealing with excessive homelessness, but LA is, when I was living in LA, I lived downtown, not so far from Skid Row, but it's all over LA, like lining the, the freeways. You'll see um, encampments for, I'm saying homeless, unhoused is actually the, the more correct term, but you'll see populations of, of unhoused citizens You'll also see a lot of tent cities and you'll see it downtown LA, of course, because again, Skid Row and that's like where the hub is, but you'll also see it in North Hollywood and you'll also see it in Century City and Beverly Hills, even like in the middle of Beverly Hills, like the main thoroughfare in the center of like the grassy knoll or tents where, where people are living. I remember when Karen Bass, I went to Leading Women Define and she came to speak to us there and she was speaking about running for mayor, but she spoke at length about the excessive population of unhoused Americans in the city and the demographics. I don't want to quote percentages because I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I think the majority of the unhoused population in L.A. is black and brown people. And just driving through Skid Row, you could see that. But I'm glad that she's starting off strong and keeping her, her campaign promises to address the unhoused population in L.A. Super happy for her. Um, might fuck around and move back to L.A. when I return to America. If I return to America. I will at some point, permanently. I just don't know when. There's a bunch of stuff on this list that I really don't want to talk about. Van Jones apologized to... We're done with good black news, clearly, if I'm discussing Van Jones. Van Jones apologized to Jewish people for black people not supporting them when Kanye was on his Kanye yay shit. I told you I watched that Van Jones documentary and he divorced his wife and was living in a one-bedroom apartment with amazing views. And he had a Superman bedspread like a 10-year-old boy. I'm reading this on Yahoo. It says, Van Jones issued an apology on behalf of the black community when he spoke about anti-Semitic views during a speech, he was specifically speaking of Kanye when he was running around talking about, I like Hitler. He said he apologizes, quote, for the silence of my community and allowing an African-American icon praising Hitler and Nazis. We act like we don't know where that hatred came from. He said the silence is over. Huh? Who were all these people that were silent? Because I saw tons of people, tons of people being like, nah, Kanye on some next shit. Even the people that have rolled with Kanye all this time. When he said, I like Hitler, people were like, okay, this is where I get off. This is where I get off the train. Like, now you're going too goddamn far. And then also, also, also in addition to, and when the fuck did Van Jones become like a black spokesperson? Black people don't even like Van Jones. I was watching the documentary about him and one of the themes in the documentary not only do black people not like him, liberals don't like him, and Republicans don't like him either. The common complaint for Van Jones is he plays both sides of the fence and he ends up offending everyone. He did it in the documentary. It's actually a really good documentary. 
Is the Jewish community under the impression that Kanye West is a spokesperson for black people? Like, just for the record, we don't fuck with Kanye or Van. Not only do not either one of them speak for us, but also we don't like them. If there's ever a question on where we stand, ask anybody but them. And and that Candace girl. Don't ask her either. Or Dave Chappelle. Don't ask him. He's still invited to the cookout, but he's real close to just being sent a plate and somebody swinging by to check on the kids. He's, He's skating on thin ice right now. I told you there was a lot of shit to talk about this week. Tory Lanez. His trial has become this week. I almost called it the Meg Thee Stallion trial, but she is not on trial. She didn't shoot anybody. She got shot. But Tori is on trial. And I saw a recap of the opening arguments and I was like, oh, this is a shit show. Meg has flatly said, Tori shot me. Tori's defense is he didn't shoot Meg. That her, He didn't shoot Meg. That her best friend shot her. It is a, a whole fucking mess. And I was like, um, no, I really don't give two shits about any of the details about why she was shot, what happened leading up to the shooting. I just I just want to know for sure, 100 percent who shot this woman. She said Tori shot me. And I think Meg would have to be batshit crazy to lie about him shooting her. But this trial is so damn wild and it's only opening statements. I'm just I'm not covering this day by day. I just want the final result. Did this nigga shoot her or not? That's all I want to know. Sean Combs just had a baby. Not with Carisha. Shorty Wap. He had a baby with a a 28-year-old woman who lives in California. They're saying she's a cyber specialist. The only reason I'm not mentioning her name right now is because I remember what happened with... uh, What's the guy from Boston? Nia Long's ex-fiance. They were trying to figure out who he cheated with and they put this black woman's face all over the internet and they were like, her, she's the mistress, her. And then it turned out to be somebody else and that woman got dragged for no damn reason. I'm gonna hold off on talking about who the woman is. Um, But allegedly she's a 28-year-old woman. The baby was born two months ago. Did he just acknowledge the baby on social media a couple days ago? Did he just acknowledge the baby on social media a couple days ago? The baby's name is Love Sean Combs. Now, the first thing I heard when Diddy was talking about there was this baby named after him. I was like, oh, did did Christian or or Quincy or Justin have a baby? Because they're all grown men. Did one of them have a baby and, and they named the baby after Diddy? That's sweet. Diddy's a grandpa. Diddy, no, 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 no. Diddy has a a, a newborn. I also saw something else and it had, and I was reading on the blogs and it had pictures. So there's the woman that he just had the baby with. That's, this is the woman that's all over TMZ right now. There's that woman. And then there's obviously Carisha. And then there's this other woman who he's strolling somewhere in New York with. And they dressed in all black like the Omen. Some people would say it's matching outfits. I was like, nigga. I was like, you 53 years old doing this shit? And people kept tagging me in the story all weekend because I got my black ass here on this podcast a few episodes ago. Diddy did something for Carisha. God, I can't remember what I said it over. He gave her a shout out on Instagram. And I was like, oh, he really likes her. Like he's treating her different than he usually treats living women. So there was that. And then there was his birthday where she bought him the bad boy chain and he just looked overwhelmed. And then there was video where Diddy went down on one knee. I looked shocked. Carisha looked shocked. Like, it, it was a lot. 
And then he was like, oh, I'm so happy. We're going to go in this room. We're going to make love. And, and then he posted the chain. Like, I was like, yo, Diddy treats her much better than we've ever seen him publicly treat a woman. Like, I think he's really into her. My crazy black ass went as far as to say, I think Diddy going to try to marry this girl. People argued me down when I said it. And I was like, no, I see a change in him. I see a difference. Apparently, I'm blind and don't know shit. Because I was like, I really think Diddy has changed for the better. Like, I really think he's ready to settle down. Like, you know, he's over 50. He's ran the streets. After what happened with Kim, like, I really think he's trying to, like, be a better man. Apparently not. Now, folks have been dragging Carisha, which I was like, I don't understand how she gets dragged when he's the one that just had the baby. Like, like she didn't have the baby. He had the baby. Also, in Carisha's favor, they've always said they're not in a relationship. They're having fun. They're enjoying each other. They travel around. He buys her a bunch of shit. She buys him a bunch of shit. They've always said that it's not an official situation. But it's clear to anybody with eyes that it's more than just sex. Whatever was going on between them, if it's still going on, Carisha says it is, there's something more to that. So she's on Twitter with, as of within like the last 48 hours, arguing that she's not his side chick. She also hasn't said she's his main chick. They're, they're not in a relationship. Okay. And still, and still, if I was dating someone, just dating, like we're, we're hanging out, we're having fun. We, we're not in something officially, but we're spending good quality time together. If I was dating someone and they had a baby while I was dating them, I would feel away. Maybe I don't have like a technical right to say anything or be upset because we're just dating and okay, you're seeing other people and maybe I'm seeing other people too. Although we ain't seen Carisha step out with nobody. We just see Diddy being around. We see some of his other women pop up from time to time, but we've not seen Carisha with anybody else to my knowledge. I don't follow her that closely, but I feel like if she was out with somebody else, it's something that would fall on my radar. I would feel away. My feelings would be hurt at the very least. And I really, really hope that she didn't find out about this kid in the same way that the rest of us did. I hope that she got a heads up, if not in October when the baby was born, but sometime before that. I would probably guess that when she was holding up that sign in June, go poppy, when Diddy was getting his award, I would probably guess that for her to do that, she didn't know that he had another woman pregnant. I wonder when he told her. I really, really hope she didn't find out from a social media announcement like the rest of us did. Also, she's claiming that she's fine. She doesn't care. This is like a non-factor. I'm paraphrasing. I'm about to read you what she actually said. But she's been on Twitter. Low-key kind of losing it. In all caps, I'm nobody's side, bitch. Let's just make this clear on this good Monday. I don't come second to no bitch. She carries on. Bitches be like, quote, I could never. I can, bitch. And that's the difference. I don't. I don't know if that's the flex you think it is. A whole bunch of women being like, I would never put up with that shit. I have more self-respect. What are you saying? That because you can is better? Sis. She said, Diddy won't even look half of y'all bitches way. Majority of y'all praying upon a falling star. Bitch, please. Little sis. Diddy won't even look your way completely. You, this, this, is not, this is not a flex. Is Diddy a prize? She's saying it's like he's a prize. Is Diddy a prize? He got a lot of money. He also got a lot of kids. I mean, he can afford them. But also, he's the guy you're dating that just had a kid on you. And the way she's reacting is like this is fresh information. Maybe it's because thousands of people are hitting her about the same shit and she just feels very overwhelmed by it. But just reading her Twitter account and the way she's reacting to stuff, it's, this seems like something that's new information to her. If I was going to actually address it, because she is. She's gone off a couple times. I'm about to read you something else, too. 
if I knew beforehand, I would just say I've been new. Y'all just found out this shit. He, he told me back in whatever, like, this is new news to you, but it's not to me. Like, I'm gonna stick beside him, something like that. But she's flipping on people like it's brand new. DJ Academics, he's messy. He is. DJ Academics called her a side chick. She responded to him, my name ain't Dick, <laughs> so keep it out your mouth. He responded to her, misdirected anger. I ain't the one that had a side baby on y'all. Relax. Oh, dear. Because he messy. He continued. He said, young Miami mad at me for pointing out the obvious. You said you and that nigga go together real bad. That nigga had another baby with another woman. You the side chick. Don't get mad now. At least you get hella gifts. She does. Live your life, queen. Also, you tell us your business, LOL. Of course, we gonna comment. He wasn't done. He said, Nick Cannon women would never. That shouldn't be funny. He said, be having a mental breakdown the day when he announces a new baby. I'm just saying, straighten up. Y'all know what y'all signed up for. Yikes. Yikes, yikes, yikes. I don't know what the fuck that is. I, I can't wrap my mind around it. The shit don't make sense. Diddy got seven kids. Diddy has eight kids. He counts Quincy. Kim Porter is Quincy's mom. But he has seven biological children. With four different women. Are people going to say to him, I didn't know he was married? The same way they did with Kiki Palmer? They shamed her for not being married and having a kid. Are they going to do the same for him? Because he's got seven kids. Seven kids with four women and they've been married one. He's created four single mothers. Are we going to shame him or are we just going to reserve that for Kiki? Just curious. Why don't we ever shame the men that make single mothers? Like, this shit always is on the women. Like, oh, she's a single mother. Like, yeah, he's a single father too. Like, he ain't married either. Last but not least, I did not mean to make this the anchor story either. I thought it was going to be Diddy. And it's really not worthy. It just happens to be the last thing I'm speaking about. Derek Jackson and his wife. You remember Derek Jackson, the relationship expert? And uh, he got caught cheating. He released a hostage video with his wife. Him. Apparently, he went to Art Basel and he was walking around with another woman, a woman, not his wife. And somebody sent the pictures to Tasha K. Cardi B, Tasha K. But she posted the pictures calling him out for cheating on his wife. And then the following day, he announced that he and his wife were, in fact, separated. And I was like, that's very curious timing. My first question was, did his wife know? Because literally less than a month ago, November 18th, I had to go look up the date. It's only December 13th today. His wife was on social media cursing folks out for speaking ill of her marriage, which she seemed to think was intact. She posted a video. She said, uh... Every person speaking against the names Denia Jackson and Derek Jackson, if I'm mispronouncing her name, it's not my intent. You know, I just can't pronounce shit. Was it everyone speaking against our names in mockery, accusation, slander, and lies? May the mercies of God be withdrawn from you. May your husbands and wives become widows. Let your children become fatherless. Woo. Let your seed become vagabonds on the earth. Let the words of your mouth and the work of your hands be returned back to you. Let it go down your throat and choke you slowly until your days become few on earth. I don't even know what to make of that. Uh, girl, I don't want to phrase this. I don't ever like to hear about the demise of, of a union. Sometimes, oftentimes, when a union dissolves, it's for the best. Leaving somebody, especially somebody you're married to or that you've been with for a while, is no easy feat. There are things that build up to that. From the outside looking in, because I don't know these people, I, from the outside looking in, it, it, it seems astoundingly clear that 
he wanted to see other people, evidenced by the fact that he's been seeing other people. When they recorded the hostage video, it was because he had cheated on his wife with multiple people and she decided to forgive him. Sure, that's what you want to do. Great. Clearly, he wants to continue to see other people. I also think that his wife, and again, I don't know either one of them. I don't know anything about her other than the videos she's posted that have gone viral. I don't follow her at all. It seems like in trying to deal with his infidelity and betrayal and hold her marriage together, that this nigga is driving her insane. The shit I just read to you, the quote, may your wives and husbands become widows. Let it go down your throat and choke you slowly until your days become few on earth. This nigga is driving you insane, sis. You need to get away. You need to get away from him. It's for the best. She's lashing out at people online, and this is not the first time, but you're lashing out at people online because they're clowning your husband, essentially, or because of the way patriarchy works, even though she ain't do shit. They're clowning her because of her husband. Because niggas will embarrass you. Diddy. Derek. Trying to make sense of all this shit. Trying to hold this marriage together. Trying to keep a man who clearly don't want to be kept. Trying to make a hoe into a husband. It ain't working. You can see it ain't working. By the way she act and by the way he act. I hope they go their separate ways. They co-parent effectively and they find peace. Especially her. She letting this man drive her insane. Previously, I said this nigga's driving her insane. She's also letting this nigga drive her insane. She should have walked away from this situation a long time ago. When he had her making that hostage video, she looked like she was in the kitchen cleaning collars. And he was like, baby, come, come, come sit down real quick and turn the camera on. Lady ain't have on no bra. She ain't have her hair done. He set his wife up to be clowned online. You don't do that to somebody you care about. Baby, you staying with me. They clowning me. I need to save this business. I need to save this brand. I need to keep this money flowing in. We, go, we need to make this video. So here's some something to go get your hair, your nails, get, get your outfit on. I watch the kids. I send them to my mama house. Something so that she can show up as her best self. Because in that video, and there's so much subliminal shit in there. But in that video, he's sitting there looking his best. And she's sitting there looking not her best. And she's not an ugly woman. She's quite cute, in fact. The photo that he posted to announce their separation was from their early years. And he's picking her up in the photo. She's full of joy. He's full of joy. Ma'am got shape on her. It's a pretty woman. Now she's online ranting from Psalms. You did something to that lady. I remember when that hostage video came out, people were posting pictures of like when they first got married or when they were dating. They'd gone back on her Instagram and found the photos. She looks like an entirely different person. That man fucked her up. She let that man fuck her up. But that man fucked her up. I hope now they parted ways that she can get back to herself. I also hope, like I hope for Carisha, I hope she didn't find out her husband had left her by what he posted on Instagram. Because literally three weeks ago, she's cursing people. Literally three weeks ago. And now your husband's announcing that he filed for divorce on you. He cheated on you, publicly embarrassed you, had you sitting up in a viral video in a bonnet and no brassiere, cheated on you again, got caught again, Shit goes viral. Literally the next day, he announces he filed for divorce from you. Niggas. They will embarrass you. Woo. That's the episode. I'm completely sober, by the way. Somebody said, like, they were like, that brown liquor episode, you was drunk, D. You was drunk. Actually, I wasn't that drunk because I had to edit right afterwards. I wasn't that fucked up. I was drinking brown liquor, but I wasn't fucked up. All right. That's everything. We'll be back on Friday. I'm sure there's more shenanigans. I actually crossed everything off the list, but if I missed something, slide my DMs, let me know. All right, talk soon, y'all. Bye.